Welcome to the next 23. If you are new, this is where I share all of the adventures of navigating a new life as a single 40-something after 23 years of marriage. The good and the scary, the weird and the ridiculous. There is no plan. God knows there is no strategy or roadmap for this podcast or the next half of my life. I'm just diving in, breath held, fingers crossed, and no expectations. As Brene Brown said, courage is to tell the story of who you are with your whole heart. These are my stories. Hi friends, welcome back to the next 23. Have you ever said something that in the moment felt really good to say, really good to get it off your chest, felt very satisfied in saying the thing, only to find yourself moments, hours, a day later, feeling really bad about it and not bad because what you said was wrong, but bad because what you said wasn't true to who you are. Well, that happened to me last week. And I'm not going to lie. I, I wasn't proud of the situation. Something happened that I had been bothered by for quite a while. And I, I'm not going to go into details, but I'm sure you could probably guess it has to do with my my old life crashing into my new life a little bit and something happened and I, it just pissed me off. However, it wouldn't have happened and I wouldn't have gotten pissed off had I not sent a text knowing that what was going to happen would happen. So how do I explain this without going into detail? So I sent a text message and before I sent it, I knew very, very well that this was going to trigger some big emotion. I could have sent a message, a text message asking what I needed to know without triggering these emotions. But at the time, I felt very justified in asking this question the way I wanted to ask it because I felt like I needed to let this person know that a rule they had set up, I strongly disagreed with and I was not going to follow it. When I sent the text, the way I sent it, it obviously triggered some high emotions and triggered a response back immediately that was not so great, which led me to my second text response that was equally as not great. Nothing I said was wrong. Nothing I said was incorrect. But when I thought about it throughout the day, I realized that the way I had asked my questions and the way I had responded to their response was not in aligned with who I am, who I am now, who I feel like I have always been, and who I want to be. So when I realized that, I was like, shit, now I have to go back and do the right thing and do the thing that is aligned to who I am and who I want to be. So the next day I sent another text, basically not apologizing, but basically saying how I didn't handle the situation from the day before the way I would have wanted to. So let me try it again. So I explained my feelings about the situation. I explained why I had done what I had done and explained it in a way that felt authentic to me and f- made me feel much better about myself. You guys, that was that was just a really 
crappy position I put myself in. (laughs) And I've been thinking about it a lot this week because for the two minutes that I felt really, really justified and vindicated for stirring that, that pot or what do you call it? Um, aggravating the beehive or whatever analogy you want to use for those two minutes that I felt really good about letting this person know that I think their rule is dumb. I told them a long time ago, I didn't agree with it. I still don't agree with it. I'm not going to follow it. The way I handled the situation was, was not good because it was not in keeping with, with who I want to be. So the way I came back to the situation, I was very proud of myself for. I was really proud that I could take a step back and then readdress what I had done, not apologizing for not agreeing about the rule and for not following this said dumb rule, because I'm not going to apologize for that. I'm just, it's dumb and it just is. But I was able to reframe my reaction and my question and really just apologize for the way I set it all up. Because it, the way I set it up, you guys, I'm not going to lie. If I am truly, truly honest, it was probably manipulative in the sense that I knew it was going to cause a reaction. And I didn't need to cause that reaction, but in the moment I... I thought I did or I wanted to. So that's got me thinking about what other areas in my life do I react, whether it's justified or not, in a way that isn't in keeping or aligned with who I truly want to be in this world. That's some digging deep shit right there, you guys. That is some deep thinking, highly critical work. (laughs) that has to be done in my life and in in all of our lives and in every aspect of my life. So not just in my adult relationship life, not not just in my friendships, but also in my parenting, in my family life with my dad and my sister and my brother, it's something that I really need to to look at and reevaluate to say, okay, am I addressing situations? And usually they're like, confrontational situations, right? I think when we are at our very best self and when we're the most relaxed and we are happy and joyful and chill and all of that, I think it's easy for us to show up in this world as our true real selves. But when there's confrontation, when there is stress and anxiety, that's when we have to really check ourselves to say, you know, how are we showing up? Are we showing up like we would want to? as our best selves? Would we make ourselves proud when we are confronted with a certain situation or when we have to confront a situation or a person? And, you know, it's, it's interesting. I I tend to not look at life like that. And I don't really evaluate my actions and my emotions from that lens. I just, it's just not the way I, I see things. And so when something happens and it forces me to, I realize that usually it's my gut that I I hear from first. My my stomach and my gut is always the the part of my body that tells me I am acting not in alignment with my heart and my and my brain. So whether it's something that I know emotionally that isn't good for me or isn't going to serve my people well, 
my gut will tell me first and I'll just feel kind of nauseous and a little queasy and just not settled in my stomach. And and I know, I know what that feeling is. It's that nervous, angsty feeling. And it shows up immediately when I'm doing something that's not in alignment with where my heart is telling me I should, I should be. It also shows up immediately when I make a decision in my head that doesn't align with A, what's right, or B, what I should be doing or what is, is right and true to me um, or my family or basically just what's right. And for those of you who don't know me well or don't know me at all, I am very much a rule follower. Like to the nth degree, I will follow the rules no matter what. I, <laughs> my sister and I, growing up, we were, we were the good girls. We, we did everything to follow the rules. And I still do. You guys, I didn't drink till I was 21, not for any religious reasons or because my parents said it was not allowed, simply because it was illegal. You guys, I went to the University of Florida to college. I wasn't 21 until my senior year of college. I didn't drink until my 21st birthday because it was illegal, not for any other reason, but that was like legitimately breaking the law and that that just could not happen. Years and years ago, my brother said, you know, Kelly, it's kind of weird. Like you could, anybody could make up some rule and tell you that's a rule and you would follow it. And to some extent, he's, he's not wrong. Now, those people I have to trust and, and believe, and I have to truly believe that it's a rule. And, and there have been times when I've realized that rules that are made by some people or in some situations aren't actually rules and they're not good rules for me and they're not things that I need to follow. So hence this situation that I found myself in last week, this is not a rule I'm I'm going to choose to follow. I'm trying to be respectful of it for certain reasons, but it's a dumb rule and it's not an actual rule. Um, It's just a rule this one person put into place and, you know, I'm I'm not going to follow that one, but I digress. Needless to say, for me, if there truly is a rule or law, or something that is, that's out there that I know is right or wrong, is, is how things should be or how things should not be. If I am not following the right path, my gut tells me first. And no matter how hard I fight it, no matter how, how long I try to ignore it and try to pretend that it's okay and I don't need to do the right thing this time, or I don't need to follow this you know, path A, because path B is good enough. It never is. And I always, always end up having to circle back and do the right thing because my gut will never, ever let me not. And the minute, like the second I do the right thing, then my gut's like, okay, great. Good job, hun. And it feels so much better. And the anxiety level reduces and life is good again. Even if I have caused major swirl and upset the apple cart in the family or in my friends or done some bad, stupid stuff. And I have to take time to make up for all of that. So even if the hard work isn't all of a sudden just done and fixed because I've told the truth or chosen the right path, even when it takes a while to make amends for the initial wrong path I chose, my gut still feels better always. 
And it always feels better, even if I'm disappointing people. So here's another thing. I'm a big time people pleaser. I'm a middle child. I'm a big time people pleaser. So sometimes I will choose the wrong thing for the sake of pleasing people around me. And every time that happens, my gut tells me, and I just don't feel good. I don't feel right. I feel that anxiety. And I know that even though I'm making these other people happy, I'm not doing the right thing, either the right thing for me, the right thing for my kids, the right thing for people around me, the right thing for whatever the situation is. So when I ultimately have to choose the correct and the right path for me and for my people, sometimes it does mean disappointing someone or saying no to something or not being able to to do something that either I wanted to or that I think would have been good or would have been fun or would have been helpful to someone. If it's not the right choice for me, then I'm never going to feel good about it. And there have been times in my life where I have not circled back to doing the right thing and make amends or, you know, trying to fix things that I may have mucked up. And in those cases, to me, for me, that's when regret just sinks in and and stays. And there have been lots and lots of times. So even though I'm a big time rule follower, there are lots and lots of times where it's a gray area, right? Not every rule or every situation is black and white. And there are times when I've had to make choices where I've had to choose one person over another. And it, while it was the right choice for one person, it was the wrong choice for the other, for another person or the wrong choice for me. And if I've never gone back to make amends for that, then yeah, that, that has led to some lifelong regret. And that is something that I just, I want to work really, really hard to be intentional about focusing on and trying my hardest to avoid. Because if I don't start looking at my life in terms of doing the right thing every time, then I think that I'm just going to keep setting myself up for regret. Now, can I always do the right thing? Of course not. We're human. We we can never not all, we can never always do the right thing. Can we try to always do the right thing? Absolutely. Should we give ourselves grace when we don't do the right thing? 1000%. Yes, we should give ourselves grace. And we should also work hard to shift courses and eventually find our way to the right thing and find our way on the right path and make amends where we need to and maybe not always apologize, but shift gears and tell the people in our path that we might have wronged or not made the best decisions for or about, own up to that and course correct. Because then it just kills regret. It makes it go away. And I don't think that there's a time limit on doing the right thing. I don't think that if there's something in my life that I might've done five years ago or might not have done five years ago that I should have done. And I think about it now and I'm like, oh, you know what? But it's been five years. I haven't talked to that person in so long. Yeah, that's it's going to be even more awkward to bring it up, right? It's going to be worse to open that wound again. But I don't think that's the case. I think that there is no expiration date on making things right. There is no time limit on 
saying the healing words and saying those words, I was wrong and I didn't handle that situation the best way I could have. And here's how I would have wished I had said this thing or handled this situation. And a lot of times there is an, uh, an I'm sorry that's needed in this, those cases. So I think that whether it's a day or 10 years, I think that it can only do positive things to evaluate a situation that you may not have handled the right way. And by the right way, I mean the right way for you, the the way that is true and authentic for who you want to be in this world and who you want to show up as and who you can be proud of. If you've done something or reacted to a situation or caused a situation that is not in a way that would make you proud, it's always a good thing to go back and redo it. Start over. Say it, say the thing again in in a different way, in a way that you would be proud of. Because that's the only way to live a real and true authentic life. And again, even if it's five minutes after you said the wrong thing, five days or 10 years, there's always time to go back and make things right. And you should always try, I think. But here's a caveat to that. When you try to make things right, you cannot expect that the other person is going to forgive you or going to be okay with it or going to forget about that wrong that you did. And and that's okay too, because you making something right is for you to acknowledge that you've done something wrong, say that you were wrong, own up to it, and have no expectations on how that other person reacts to that thing. And while, yes, it would be great if they forgive you and you can mend relationships, if that's the goal, that's, sometimes that's not the goal and sometimes that's not the outcome. Sometimes it's just enough to say you're sorry and say things the right way. Sometimes it's enough to, if someone comes to you, so here's the, the other side of that, the flip of that. If someone comes to you because they've made a wrong choice or said the wrong things and they're trying to make amends, you don't have to have a relationship with them. You don't have to forgive them. You don't have to say, oh, it's fine. It's fine. You don't have to do any of that. But what you should look at is if you forgive them, how will that impact you? And if you can forgive them for your sake to release any anger or frustration or sadness or trauma or anything that you're holding on to because of that thing that they did that was wrong, if you can forgive them but still don't want to have a relationship with them, that's great too because that is there's a healing power in that. And, and that I know from experience, true, true past experience, someone who hurt me deeply in my past after years and years and years wrote me a letter apologizing for it. I wrote them back and said, I forgive you, but I will never have a relationship with that person. I don't need to have a relationship with this person. I don't need them in my life, but just the acknowledgement of forgiving them because they asked me for forgiveness, that was enough to heal some deep, deep wounds within me and, and also protecting myself from, I don't have to have a relationship with this person. And that's, that's okay too. Cause you know what? Relationships change and people change and 
life changes. If you haven't gotten that yet from this podcast, life changes. Life can change drastically all at once and it can change slowly over years, but bottom line, life changes. And I think we as humans, it's super important to just remember that we are always evolving and we're, we should always strive to be our best selves and to be our better selves than we were yesterday and to strive to make the right choices, but to acknowledge when we don't and try and make up for that and do what's actually right. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to The Next 23 with me, Kelly Taylor. I'll be sharing my stories each week and would love for you to come back if you feel this time makes your day better in some way. If it does, and you do, please like it and let me know. If it doesn't, that's okay too. You don't have to tell me. I won't mind. It's fine.